This podcast features strong language, adult themes, and violence, and is not recommended for younger listeners. Enjoy! Welcome, my darling, to episode one of the Blood Crow Stories. We're so glad you've joined us. Let's join Max, a college student who is hard at work on his thesis, which will take him down a dark road. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Max, and if you're listening to this, then you're either very bored or really into history, like me. I'm currently doing my college thesis on Dr. Wiseman and the SS Utopia. Now, the SS Utopia was an experiment back in the early 1900s. It was a cruise liner with submarine capabilities. In those days, war seemed almost never-ending, so a team of scientists attempted to create a city capable of becoming its own country, able to move freely wherever conflict was not occurring, and so they built the ship. In those days, the biggest concern for people being stuck on an isolated ship like that was that the inhabitants would get stir-crazy. Now, that doesn't sound so scary now, but back then, stir-crazy was used to describe the way prison inmates would go insane due to the extended isolation in prison. The leaders of the SS Utopia Project hired Dr. Harold Weisman to conduct interviews with inhabitants of varying types during their time at sea. The hope was that he could document and detect the effects of living on the ship and if the project would be viable for mass production. The SS Utopia was not intended to be the first of its kind, but it was certainly the last that we know of. The project was shut down after the ship sank, and all that remained were a few artifacts. Among them was a metal safe, and inside, reels. All the recordings from the inhabitants selected by Dr. Weissman. Since I intend to use my psychology degree to go into prison psychology, I figured this was a great thing to write my thesis on. And well, <laughs> these are too great not to share. I'll let the good doctor explain more. Okay, I've pressed all the little buttons. Everything is moving. Okay, yes. This should be recording now. And uh, there is there is the microphone. Um, <clears throat> Hello, my name is Dr. Harold Weissman, a renowned prison psychologist. This is the first in a series of audio diaries myself and 12 inhabitants of the SS Utopia will be recording. To preserve the purity of this test, I will only be handing out six recorders today in the first week of our launch. I must account for the possibility of people's feelings being swayed by knowing they are recording their thoughts. Each will record their thoughts as they occur to them, similar to how a child writes in her diary. But once a month, I will meet with them to evaluate their acclimation to life on the ship. Uh, with this, I aim to gain an understanding of how the psyche is affected by these conditions so that we may move further with the uh, sister projects. 
I hope we can create an exact map of the human psyche as it becomes acclimated to this lifestyle. The possibilities are really quite exciting. Alright, uh, this is the intake interview to begin your place in this research. Uh, for legal reasons, can you please read over the following statement uh, out loud? I, Thomas Washburn, being of sound mind and body, do hereby consent to be a patient under the psychological care of Dr. Harold Weissman. I consent to the ownership of an audio recording device, which I will use to record my thoughts and actions during my time on the SS Utopia. There, that good enough? Yes, very clear, thank you. Uh, did you have any questions before we begin? Yes, uh, how much of this do I need to record? I mean, I know you called my office a few weeks ago and you said everything, but I have a wife, sir, and husbands provide certain services to their wives that I would rather not be recording if you catch my drift. Of course, Mr. Washburn. No intimate moments will be required to be recorded. Uh, however, since this is a psychological study, your thoughts before or afterwards would be appreciated. Thoughts? Oh, don't worry. You'll get the hang of thoughts. You and I will meet at the end of every month for you to turn in your tapes and for me to perform a very basic checkup. I will then give you new, empty tapes and you'll continue your recordings for the next month. Okay, I have a few more questions. Oh, yes, yes, please ask them. Am I supposed to keep quiet about all this? When you called my office, you seemed very secretive. You will need to keep the research a secret, but your personal recorder is contained within a briefcase. You can simply tell people you are recording your own thoughts for posterity. It's not far from the truth. What about my wife? Do you hide anything from your wife, Mr. Washburn? Well, of course I do. Nothing big or salacious, but... Just things I don't think she needs to know. This is one of those things. I've often found that when close relatives are privy to the information of the research, they have an indirect influence on its outcome. The work you're doing will benefit thousands of people in the future. We need to preserve the accuracy of this research. Understood. All right, I wager I can ask you more questions in the future. Any time. But I request you refrain from questions outside of this office. Right, purity of the experiment and all that. Okay, I think I'm set. All right. Now for my intake questions. Uh, how did you acquire your ticket into the SS Utopia? Bought it. Same as any other man, I suppose. Uh, where? There was an ad in the paper. It said, escape the troubles of war to paradise. It was too good to pass up. And the tickets were a moderate price. I called the phone number, sent my money by wire the next day. What did your wife think of all this? She's a fussy little thing. She didn't really want to just pick up and move. She's a small town girl, so she likes to plant roots and stay there. I told her this is only temporary. After some flowers and smooth talking, she finally agreed. It was a good thing, too, because the tickets were already bought. 
<laughs> yes, very fortunate. Uh, what do you do for a living, Mr. Washburn? You know, just call me Tommy. Oh, very well, Tommy. Uh, what do you do for a living? My father was in the banking industry. Made numerous large investments, which I manage today. Oh, sounds like a lucrative position. Oh, it is. Keeps Mary in fine dresses and pearls, so it's good enough for me. Uh, Mary is your wife? Yes. You mention her a lot. A man's not supposed to talk about his wife? Uh, Mr. Washburn... Tommy, this is a simple intake. My aim is to build a profile of you that allows me to better understand you and the future tapes you'll be turning in. Oh yeah, I talk about her a lot. What can I say? I'm a lucky guy. High school sweethearts. And she never left my side. I spoil her, but hey, I've got the means to do so. Jim at the accounting firm, he couldn't even get his wife a fur for Christmas. We're fortunate. That's why I got us these tickets. I'm sorry, why? Because we can. I don't want to be drafted. I don't want Mary being a widow. This war don't concern us. Might as well find a better life. Get out while the getting's good. Uh, I understand. Okay, I'll spare you the rest. It's just basic medical history, family history, things relevant to my thesis, but probably not anyone else. I I spliced together some of the basic profiles of the other five members. Knowing who these people were, I think, is really important. Okay, here we go. Penelope Rutherford. Miss Penelope, call me Penny, or I'll have your heart from here to Sunday. Yes, Miss Rutherford. It's Mrs. Oh, my apologies. I didn't see a husband in your dossier. That's because he didn't come. Oh, he chose to stay on shore? Why? Said this was the coward's way out. He wanted to stay and be ready to fight if they needed him to. I told him the army don't have no use for a 57-year-old man, but he is stubborn, especially when he's doing what he thinks is right. Oh, that's admirable. It's stupid. I've been married to him for 32 years, and never once has he not been pig-headed. But God love me, I love the big old fool. So then, uh, why not stay behind with him? Are you joshing me? Just because he's a fool don't mean I have to be one, too. Oh, oh very well. Uh, did anyone else come with you? No, we have no children, which is fine enough. I could use some time to myself, and later when he comes to his senses and joins us out here, I can say a big fat I told you so. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. All right. Um, What do you do uh, for a living? I'm retired, but before that, I was a nurse. I was at a small OBGYN practice assisting mothers through labor and all that. I never wanted kids of my own, but that doesn't mean I hate kids. I actually love kids, just they're not for me. So I enjoyed helping those new mamas through the difficulties of childbirth. Oh, that's very admirable of you. You're damn right it is. (laughs) Either way, that's how I met my mom. Marshall. Uh, your husband? Yes, Marshall Rutherford. The most handsome man you'll ever meet, no offense. But yes, he was a military man. A man from his unit had a wife in my care. 
When their son was born, the whole damn unit wound up in the room. I tried to clear them out, but damn if Marshall didn't catch me with those blue eyes. Six months later, we were married, and I never looked back. Oh, six months is a very short time. I don't like wasting time. I knew he was the man for me, and that was it. I think 32 years shows I made a smart choice. Indeed. Uh, now let's continue on with... So that's Penny. So far, I've liked her the best. Now I know you're probably thinking this is really boring. The people themselves are interesting, but as far as why I would make a podcast of all this, it seems pointless, right? It's not, I assure you. I was researching Dr. Weissman for my thesis, but it was what I heard on these tapes that... Well, I know I'm not crazy, and I need other people to hear this. I need others to hear what I hear. I never expected a simple thesis to turn into this, so please bear with me. I can't even pinpoint the exact moment where... whatever happened. All began. But I know where it got way too real for me. I tried letting in the people in my life, friends, lovers, classmates... No one will listen to these, so I'm hoping by putting this out into the world, maybe I can find even just one person that can help me make sense of it all. Okay, enough of that. Next, let's see. Uh, Aiden Manis. I'm not letting you turn me in. Well, Sit. I have no intention of turning you in. In fact... You're exactly what I need. Uh, look, I don't know what you do in your private life, and I don't care, but... Shh, 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 shh. This has to do with science. I'm researching how living down here affects people, um, mentally. I'm attempting to achieve a proper cross-section of people to research. At current, I lack the view of the average poor person. Uh, I ain't poor. I'm a hard-working man just getting what I earn. And what do you mean by that? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Please, uh, read this out loud for me. What's this? Oh, it's a standard release form. I'm recording this conversation, and you will be recording yourself in the future, so you need to read this to cover us both, uh, uh, legally. And you're not going to turn me in. I have no business in dealing with uh, stowaways. Uh, all right. Sorry, it's it's the same thing you heard Tommy do, and he asks a million questions during it. Okay. All right. So to continue what I was going to say, what do you mean you're getting what you earned? The ship. Who do you think built it? Businesses hire people like me to build the luxuries that only you rich people get to enjoy. I bled to build this ship. I know every square inch of it. I deserve to be on it. So I snuck on. I'm not the only one, but I'm not going to rat out me friends. We have a small community, people and families that constructed this. We earned our place in the ship, and it's bullshit we couldn't buy tickets. Bullshit? So you mean you couldn't afford a ticket? Of course we couldn't. They barely paid us to build it. I made $400 a year. You people probably make that in a month. Why should I build your way to escape the war then still have to go to war myself? 
You people profit off people in our position because we can't do better, and that's what's bullshit. Fair enough. Well, I would greatly like your input on this. Tell me, do you have any family? No. I heard a sweetheart a while back, but once her family found out where I'm from, they wouldn't allow it. Damn girl left me. Didn't even argue her parents. Guess that shows how much she loved me. Oh, that's an awful situation. Yeah, well, convince the rest of the country we Irish ain't a problem and we'll be square. I'll do what I can. Uh, perhaps your tapes can even influence that. Uh, with these tapes, I want you to record your, your thoughts, your... Uh, feelings, how it feels to live here. Uh, perhaps you can illuminate to the world your struggles and bring understanding. Yeah? Hmm. Uh, then I'm in. If I could show these Richies what for, then I'll do it. So I just take this case and record everything. Yes. Uh, do not share with those around you what you're doing. Uh, though in all fairness, you can tell them you're recording them if you want. Nah, the people like us get spooked when we know people like you are listening. If they got onto that idea, it'd be a damn riot in the bottom deck. Do you feel safe to do this, then? Oh, yeah. Look, boy, I got no problem helping you in your little science thing. I'm not going to tell anyone what I'm doing other than I stole this fancy device from the Upper Deck folks, and I just want to play with it a bit. Every week I need you to drop off your tapes so I can give you new ones. They only hold so much time. Mm -hmm. Got it. Are we done here? Uh, oh, oh uh, yes, yes. Uh, here's the... Aiden's intake is the most intriguing to me. In movies, you always see the secret society of poor people. Uh, to me, that's way more exciting than regular rich life. But, well, everything about this ship is beyond regular. So, next, let's see... We've got Fiona Bedivere next. Uh, Mrs. Bedivere, thank you for that. Uh, so now... What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an artist. My husband is the one who really works. I just do paintings and occasionally put them in a gallery to sell them. They don't pull in a lot of money, but it is a nice feeling that someone wanted my art. Are you still painting? Yes. I've been painting the sights around the ship, some portraits of the other passengers, and when we go above water, I go up to the observation deck and paint the ocean. Oh, that's a lot of paintings. You could open your own gallery here. Oh, my. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, maybe I'll consider that. You strike me as a very shy person. Uh, being in a smaller area with so many people, uh, is this ship problematic for you? A little. I usually just stay in our stateroom or come out occasionally when I want to paint. I keep to myself, really. A lot of the passengers have very large personalities. My social time is limited. Unfortunately, that's as useful as Fiona's intake tape is. She's really shy doesn't share much info. Thankfully, she gets better a bit later. So next we've got Leo, Leo Moretti. His file struck me as the most interesting largely because of his job. 
A big question I had about the ship like the Utopia was how did they have food? How did they sustain living out there? How did they do anything out there? It's very cool how they do it. <laughs> well, I'll let Leo tell you. What do you do for a living? Well, I'm a farmer. You're on a ship. Oh, yes, of course. That's level five, isn't it? Level six. Level five is the kitchen. Oh, my apologies. Uh, could you please explain what you do as a farmer? Well, okay. It's very simple. We have a farm. Level six is large enough. We have the animals organized by three sections. The first area is for animals that produce goods. You know, cows for milk, chickens for eggs, things like that. The next area is for breeding. Same animals, just designated for producing more animals. There's also an aquarium section with varying kinds of fish. The next section is the actual produce part. There are varying bits of soil, and the produce is organized by type. There's a bunch of experimental things to grow the produce better, but, well, I'm not a scientist like you. I don't need to understand it. I just need to harvest it. Then the back section is the meat section. To say it politely, it's, uh, it's where we take the animals who will become the actual meat poultry and fish that are sent up to the kitchens. The kitchens have various machines for dealing with everything we send them. Well, that's quite an operation down there. Yeah, you should visit it sometime. It'd be nice if you folks up top knew where your food came from. Might give you some appreciation for what we do. Oh, I definitely appreciate your work. Well, you know who I mean. Oh, yes, sir. Is this like the work you did back home? Yeah, I've been a farmer for as long as I can remember. We have a couple scientists on staff there, and they don't know a single thing about the grid of farming. But they'll figure it out in time. It's only been a couple of days. Ah, yes, of course. So I just take this briefcase and talk into it a bunch, and you figure out some science stuff from it? <laughs> yes, that's, that's a decent sum up of it. And you'll drop off the tapes weekly to pick up new, empty ones. Well, got it. So, can I get back to work? Yes, and thank you for your time. Uh, we can go over family history in another session. I understand you're the head of your team and have a lot to do. And thank you for the work you and all of Level 6 do. I will definitely encourage people to come down and learn more about what you do. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks, Doc. Oh, you're quite welcome. No need in hearing his other intake, as it's the same family history and health things everyone else covered. So, the last person we have is Nora Edmund. She's... she's fun. <laughs> and uh, what do you do for a living? Nothing. All right. Uh, what about for fun? Nothing. Uh, Ms. Edmund, uh, why did you agree to this study? Because assholes like you don't know a damn thing about anything going on right under your noses. So you want the upper class to understand the lower class? I mean, you'll never understand, but maybe you'll fucking listen. Oh, that's more than fair. So then why are you not giving any information about yourself? I don't want you all knowing too much about me. You can know my life without knowing me. I don't need this all getting out and you hurting my family or something. I don't need a mafia showing up at my ma's house. So you fancy conspiracies? It's not a conspiracy if it's true, is it? I don't even know if you are a real doctor, but I'd be an idiot not to take the opportunity to have someone like you listen to me. Very well. You make very valid points. 
She's a bit more obstinate, but he gets her to accept the recorder and go on her way. She's, yeah, she's my favorite, honestly. <laughs> I guess because her headstrong attitude and twinge of reasonable paranoia is way too much like my sister. But yeah, so those are the starting people of Weissman's work. Oh, shit. The rest of my audio. Damn, I'm gonna owe Scott and Ellie way, way too many favors for this. 800 hours of audio down to manageable bits. Apparently, giving people the technology to record their every thought just leads to lots of needless empty space or random babbling. So, exactly like social media. That's what fascinates me about this, I guess. This feels like the origins of things like live journal and subsequent social media. Giving people of that time a way to record and document their every thought and personal feelings about the world around them. Diaries for public consumption. That's what made me decide to do my thesis on these recordings. People can say what they want about kids these days, but the self-indulgent need to tell our own story has existed throughout history. Dr. Wiseman took that desire and used it to study life on the utopia. Who knows, if utopia had not sank, we might all be living on ships right now. But anyway, back to the tapes. Could you hold still? This is weird. You had no problem when I first asked you. Yeah, because I thought nude modeling meant something else. And what's with that big briefcase? Oh, that's just a doodad I brought with me. Ignore it. And if you move one more time, I'll send you out without your clothes. Fine. There, good enough. I can fill in the rest. Thank you for your time. Here. Quarter? Don't spend it all in one place. I thought having live figure models would be easier. People here just want portraits that make them not look bad or conveniently leave out the huge mole on their nose. It's been a couple of days and I already feel tired of painting. Don't all artists go through that? Just a time where you hate your talent? Maybe I'll try knitting for a while. The first tapes are a bit like this. Generalized life, things of people not sure how to begin. Mary, where's my blue tie? Darling, I haven't the slightest idea. You said you put all your ties in the black suitcase. There are two black suitcases, and it's in neither of them. Well, then that sounds like your problem and not mine. <laughs> Honestly, dear, just wear the black one. No one is going to notice. But I will notice. Fine, the black one. Tonight is one of those dinner shows. I'm not a big fan, but Mary is. They have magical performers, comedians, other performing types. Mary used to drag me to these things all the time back in New York. I didn't drag you! Fine, I enjoyed them a little bit. I'm hoping tonight's show is at least decent. It's the first big dinner and show they've done, but I wager they'll be doing more of them. I'm not entirely sure what else to say. That's what we're doing tonight. I hope it's good. I'll have to ask the good doctor if this is the kind of dribble he's expecting from us. All right. Everything is moving, so this is going, right? Okay, um... 
hello, my name is Aiden. No, that's some stupid fuck. Well, I guess you're gonna be my new best friend, old special briefcase. Maybe these worthless rich people will understand a thing or two after a while. We built this ship. Hell, we built their fancy houses, their cars, their offices. They profit off the sweaty backs of hard-working men and women, and I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of working my ass off for just... I'm tired of working me arse off just to still be some low-class worker for the rest of me life. It, it, no doll marries a guy like me. I can either keep working or go to war. And I'm not going to war. Come on, Aiden. There's a whole party out here. You're missing it. I ain't to be out in a fucking second. I wish I could explain this recording thing to them, but they wouldn't get it. I like them, but they're timid shite. They wouldn't understand how important this is or... What it could do for us. They don't understand how big of a deal it is to make these rich people either learn about us or make them feel it a little. <clears throat> Fuck, I'm gonna go. Okay, so uh, this button is to stop. I know, and you're right about Aiden. He's one of the deeper cases of this, and I think Dr. Weissman favors him among the six. There's no way of knowing for certain, but... Even in that first entry, he's captured my attention from a psychological standpoint. Okay, two more first tapes, and then I should probably get some sleep. It's already 2 a.m., and I only just began this thesis. Man, Chris wasn't kidding. This shit consumes you. But I am too close to graduating to be getting lazy. Hey, this is Leo. Tape one of this Weissman experiment. Not sure what all I'm going to even talk about. My job is pretty boring. I just milked four cows and my damn arms are tired. Getting those cows to stay standing while this boat rocks is more difficult than it has any right to be. The chickens didn't produce many eggs today, but I guess they're spooked as well. Just about the only damn thing working here is the fruit and vegetables. They're coming in great. Tons of them. Gotta keep those fat cats fat, I guess. Shit, that's from the breeding pens. She wasn't supposed to have that calf for another week. These tapes are going to be nothing but me being pissed at being one of the only people running this floor. Fine, fine, I'm coming. Just let me turn this thing off. So many of Leo's tapes are just that. Thankfully, my friends pared it down into more reasonable bits. The last first tape is Nora, and well, again, she's fun. I assume it's moving so it's working. If not, fuck it. Tape one. Everything is fine. Nothing you rich fucks care about anyway. I swear to you, that's it for the first tape. (laughs) Thankfully, after a couple of days, she opens up, but that first tape was too funny to pass up. Almost got caught today. It's ridiculous. I hate skulking around like a rat in the sewers. I'm a human being, and I deserve to be here and live normal on this stupid boat. I mean, what are they going to do? Throw me off? Fuck. They probably would. I'm only here because of him anyway, and no, I'm not saying who. Love already makes you do stupid things, like following him onto a big stupid boat. I'm not going to be stupid enough to name him for this doctor to just expose it all and ruin it. I want to do these tapes to give a voice to other women like me. I'm not anyone to speak on others' behalf, but someone has to speak up for the mistresses, yeah? Yeah, a mistress. For as far as I've listened, she still doesn't name whose mistress she is, and I'm not sure why it surprised me to know her reason for being there. 
You know, mistresses weren't entirely uncommon, still aren't, and some might argue that they're an entire culture themselves. It definitely seems so in Nora's tapes. She teeters between telling nothing and telling almost everything. Along with Aiden, she's one of the most interesting to me psychologically so far. But then again, they really all are. Dr. Weisman was fantastic in his selection of people. No two are alike, and all of them have such wildly different perspectives on the same situations that it really gives a lot of weight to the saying, there's three stories, yours, mine, and the truth. I think this thesis is going to wind up being more than I bargained for, but that's why I made this podcast. These people are so amazing, so interesting. Who wouldn't want to hear all this? We have a personal fascination with knowing the inner workings of other people's lives. It's why you go through years of photos and status updates on a new friend on social media. We have this deep desire to know secrets. And here are six of the most interesting people I've studied and all their secrets. And who knows, maybe I'll get extra credit for making a podcast too. <laughs> anyway, I can see the sunrise, which is not a good thing. So I'm going to go to bed. I've got way more audio to sift through and make coherent, so I'll have to get back at this tomorrow, maybe. Um, how should I end this? Bye! The Blood Crow Stories is produced by Ellie Collins and Scott Moore. Season 1, The SS Utopia, is written by Ellie Collins. Sound production by Scott Moore. Dr. Wiseman is played by David Benedict. Max is played by Evan Ivey. Tommy Washburn is Judson Ragsdale. Mary Washburn is Laura Hauser. Aidan Manis is Joe Ravenson. Nora is Emily Thomas. Penny Rutherford is Angel Ash. Leo Moretti is Charlie Close. Additional voices provided by Zach Faudo, Audrey Statler, Lindsay Van Pelt, Leif Ballard, Arun Matthew, Daniel Van Heil, Eric Ravenscraft, and Gray Lynn. Subscribe on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice and follow us on Twitter at TBCS Podcast, Instagram at The Blood Crow Stories, and Facebook at facebook.com backslash The Blood Crow Stories. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash the blood crow stories to become a patron and receive behind the scenes access bonus episodes and monthly chats with cast and crew